What's up, everyone? I want to tell you about a car that you are going to love. Check it out. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, I love that, available dual wireless charging pads, ensure that you can take on any adventure. So let's say you're ready to take the family on a camping trip or something like that. The Santa Fe is perfect for you. You've got all-wheel drive. You can load everyone up in the third row. It's time to start being adventurous, and you need the right car, and that's the Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is Fantasy Football Today from CBS Sports. What a play! Can you believe this? It's time to dominate your fantasy league. This is going to go the distance. Now, here's some combination of Adam, Dave, Jamie, and Heath. Welcome. It's time to get you ready for a busy, busy weekend of drafting. We've got complete average draft position uh, going from one through whatever we get to. Hopefully well over 100 picks. We're going to break it down. We have some news and notes for you as well. Send us your emails at fantasyfootball at cbsi.com. I already recorded the mailbag episode that's going to air on Saturday. You can see it now if you want on YouTube. Did that with Dan Schneier on Thursday night, but read a lot of questions, a lot of good ones. I read some Apple podcast questions and some YouTube as well. All right. Good morning to Dave, Jamie, and Heath. You guys, how many drafts? I'm going to take a guess here. Between the three of you, not drafts that are currently going on, but just over the weekend, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, I'm going to guess that you have... Eight drafts combined. Jamie, what's your number? Still to go? Just for the next three days over Labor Day weekend. Oh, but not um, today. I only have not one today. on Monday. Oh, okay, one. I, and I'll conclude today. One for Jamie. Well, there's including one that today? all three of us including are in today. today. Including today, oh, I have two. Okay. I still have uh, five to go. So that's two. I'm only going to count that one once. Dave, how many for you? Uh, the one that all of us are in, that's our salary cap draft. Results will be on CBSports.com. And the Waterbury Open is Saturday night. I have a Saturday night draft. Fun. All right. You have plans. Heath, do you have five drafts this weekend? Otherwise, I'm going to go well under. Um, No, you're going to go way under. <laughs> okay. Uh, I've got more drafts during the week next week. Yep. Yeah. And I've had more drafts during the week this week. I don't have near as many drafts on the weekend. Yeah. A lot of people are drafting have, Tuesday and Wednesday. one other than the one we have today together. All right. Well, enough about us. Let's get to the news and notes. Then we're going to break down all of the ADP. And if you uh, want to stick around, maybe we'll repeat the conversation we had earlier about our Labor Day plans that we did in the YouTube exclusive intro. Miles Sanders returned to practice 
And Philadelphia claimed Trey Sermon. I honestly don't remember if we talked about that on yesterday's show, but we definitely didn't talk about Miles Sanders returning to practice. So, Jamie, give me your, your take on the Eagles running backs right now, and does Trey Sermon matter in this mix? Uh, no, I think Trey Sermon is someone that they'll just take a long approach with to see you know what he has left, if he has anything left, and can offer them something. But I think their three running backs are locked in with Miles Sanders. Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott, you know, the the hope would be is that they don't try to force Trey Sermon into the Jordan Howard role that he had last year, and then it just ruins everything. But um, I think Miles Sanders being back before the start of the first week of the season is encouraging. So for those of you who have drafted him already, you should feel comfortable with him as a uh, low-end number two, high-end number three running back, better as a flex, uh, better on your bench if you can. And, you know, then we'll just see how the other guys are used. My guess is Boston Scott is more of a break glass in case of emergency type of guy. Okay, but they have the Lions in week one? Is that, yes, they are yes. at the Lions in week yes. one. Would you guys rather draft Miles Sanders or Rashad Penny? Uh, depends what you need. Penny, if you need a starter early in the season. Sanders, if you want somebody for a longer term. Okay. I'm going with Penny. Um, just because I feel more confident when he's healthy, he'll be good. I, I don't even know if Miles Sanders will be good when he's healthy. And I think you can get Penny a little bit later. All right, Michael Gallup likely out for week one, but Jerry Jones said if it were the Super Bowl, he would be playing. Gallup is rostered in 63% of leagues. I do have roster percentage now, which is fun. Gallup, I think actually if it was the Super Bowl, he wouldn't be playing because Dallas won't be in the Super Bowl. <laughs> True. <laughs> Gallup is rostered in 63% of leagues. Jalen Tolbert is rostered in 30% of leagues. So these are guys you can draft late, and Gallup may only miss one game. Brian Robinson is on the reserve NFI list. We talked about that at about 50, 55 minutes into yesterday's podcast. So in case you missed that, Dave, give me your thoughts now on Robinson being out at least four weeks. Uh, you know, is, is Antonio Gibson kind of moving to the front of the RB dead zone? When would you draft these two Washington running backs? And I guess three Washington running backs. We should throw McKissick in there. Gibson is my 36th ranked running back. I would take Sanders and Rashad Penny ahead of him. Translation, I'm not getting him. He might get you off to a decent start this year. Maybe he redeems himself a little bit with this opportunity that he's found, but the coaches have already benched him once. I'm sure if he makes another mistake, they will think about benching him again. I like drafting Brian Robinson in leagues where I've got IR spots. I would take him at 100th overall. Take him, put him on your bench for the draft, Draft ends, immediately take them off your bench, put them into one of those IR spots, go find somebody on the waiver wire to pick up. Don't worry, we'll have names for you. And uh, I, I, I'm i hoping he matters quite a bit in the second half of this season. Oh, okay. I, <laughs> I was looking for a, a little more hopeful tone there for Antonio Gibson. but You asked the wrong guy. Yeah, you asked the wrong guy. <laughs> you asked the wrong guy. I guess so. <laughs> uh, if you are hopeful on Antonio Gibson, when is the right time to draft him? Round six. I mean, he's got a four-week four audition to sort of put himself back in the good graces of the coaching staff to at least make it a split. Uh, McKissick has a hard time staying healthy, as we've already seen this offseason, as we yeah, saw last year. And so he could be a factor in the passing game if McKissick goes away and Robinson returns. But those first two games against uh, Jacksonville and Detroit should hopefully be successful for Gibson. And then you got to see what happens. I mean, look, you know, we're, we're hoping Robinson comes back after, you know, four weeks, and, and that would be ideal for uh, for him and, and and the commanders and for anybody who's drafted Robinson in, in fantasy. Um, but, you know, if you're Washington, you're going to make sure that guy's 100% healthy. So, you know, it might be six weeks, could be eight weeks, who knows how long it lingers. So I, I think Gibson is is absolutely what you said, Adam. He's in the dead zone, 
Um, it's a matter of how much you want to trust him. But you know, if you uh, if you if you get him and and your team is in the right situation, he could absolutely be a number two running back for you. But and I, like I think the same thing about Penny and even Miles Sanders to a lesser degree. But like it should not be that surprising if Antonio Gibson is just a high end number two running back for the first half of the season. Uh I'll take it. Oh, for the first half of the season, yeah. I was going to take it even farther. I mean, first, we know what I mean, yeah. First two weeks of the season, I mean, he could be just an absolute uh, number one running back with Jacksonville and Detroit on the schedule. But uh, And J.D. McKissick, by the way, is only rostered in 47% of leagues. He was pretty inconsistent last year, and it kind of seemed like, I feel like he, he had his good pass-catching games when we weren't really expecting it, but uh, J.D. McKissick is someone that you can draft as well. All right, next news item. Head coach Mike McDaniel for the Miami Dolphins is very, very, very confident that Jalen Waddle will be ready for week one. They have the Patriots in week one. Buffalo wide receiver Isaiah McKenzie is dealing with an injury. His status for week one is unknown. I don't think that's going to change his sleeper status. You don't have to draft the sleepers to be starters week one anyway. Eno Benjamin may have secured the number two running back job for Arizona. Let's go ahead and check Eno Benjamin's uh, 6% rostered. All right, and I'm going to throw out my Philip Lindsay from like four years ago, whatever it was. I'm going to throw out Jonathan Ward. I don't think Eno Benjamin. I haven't seen anything that suggests to me that he's anything special. Daryl Williams is just a guy. I'm going to say Jonathan Ward could be not someone I'm drafting, but if it happens, remember who said it first. What if it's just James Conner's good? <laughs> I, I said it. I said it on the show that's airing tomorrow. James Conner is my biggest FOMO. Uh, I don't have any James Conner. He and Justin Herbert. They sound like just being a monster. Yeah, he and Justin Herbert. I'm going to make a point to draft them in an upcoming draft because I'm so. We have a ab- salary cap draft. You can just make sure that you do. I'm not in it. Oh, that's a wow. Yeah, <laughs> I, a I turned it down. What a bum! I'm sorry. The best way to pick a team, and Adam wants no part. I wouldn't even be opposed to doing the draft if someone could play the team out for me. But I assume you you've already filled the <laughs> league. So, uh, all right. Yeah, you're you're out. Next up is Kenny Galladay has been running routes with the stiffness of a mannequin, according to ESPN's <laughs> Jordan Renan. Dave, I this was the news section. I think we've all seen that. <laughs> well, the, the question here, Dave, is what was a better 80s movie, Mannequin, or I wasn't prepared for this, Weekend at Birdies. Was that an 80s movie? Oh, Weekend at Birdies <laughs> was better. Okay. Mannequin had, we was, could build mannequin this Mannequin had in the 80s? I don't know if it was Heath. I, I may have choked on that. I don't know. Which one? I think it was nine, early 90s, but I could be wrong. Weekend at Bernie's? It's all the same. It's world. Mannequin was definitely 80s. Weekend at Bernie's may have been 90s. Uh, tied in, or, uh, Tennessee signed wide receiver Josh 1989. Gordon. 1989. Well Ooh. done, Adam. Tennessee signed Josh Gordon. Houston signed OJ Howard. Those don't matter, do they? I don't think so. All right, uh, you know about the draft-a-thon. How about the tank-a-thon? The Giants keep on tanking. They release linebacker Blake Martinez. I shouldn't say that they're definitely tanking, but they're probably tanking. I hope he catches on quick. They don't have a choice. Spot that's as good as the one he had, because I'm counting on Blake Martinez in some in some IDP leagues. Yeah. Oof. He's one of the biggest tackling machines in football. He's 85% rostered in, in leagues that start IDPs, Blake Martinez. Tay Crowder now becomes... Guy who was not bad last year in that uh, in that format for the Giants now becomes someone that you might want to consider. Tennessee pass rusher Harold Landry out for the season with a torn ACL. Tough blow for the Titans. And the Manning cast is coming back for 10 different games, including Denver-Seattle in week one. 
Let's do some ADP review. This is why you're here. All right, we're just going to give you our thoughts all throughout the draft on the best and worst values. I think we'll go six at a time since it's hard for you to remember every name. So the first six picks on CBS Sports ADP, this factors in all different types of formats. So non-PPR half full, all that stuff. Jonathan Taylor, Derek Henry, Austin Eckler, Christian McCaffrey, running back, running back, running back, running back, Cup and Dalvin Cook. Taylor, Henry, Eckler, McCaffrey, Cooper Cup and Dalvin Cook. Dave, your thoughts on the first six picks, five running backs and Cooper Cup fifth overall. Is it normal for Christian McCaffrey to have an ADP of five? Are we seeing that anywhere else besides all you, Dave? That is all you. I would take him. I would love to take him at five. I never get the chance. That's where you have him ranked, right? I've got him fourth. So I uh in full PPR, I have him fourth. I I would totally sign off on this. I think McCaffrey's worth that type of risk. If Taylor and Henry and Eckler are off the board, I think they're safer. That's why I would take them out of Christian McCaffrey. You guys have done a great job all month long explaining what that grand upside is for McCaffrey. Anybody who can remember his 2019 season can also recall what his upside is. But I just, I'm not on board with taking him ahead of Taylor, Henry, and Eckler. Overall, though, five running backs, one wide receiver with the first six picks in whatever order you want to take them, that looks pretty good, right? It's normally what you'll see. Yeah, I think over time, I've seen a little bit more Jefferson over Cup because of the Stafford injury. And I don't know. I don't want to take like two or three leagues that people have told me about and make this you know representative of the thousands of leagues that are happening. But I'm seeing a lot of McCaffrey at number one. Yeah, and I think like Jefferson's over Cook on both ESPN and Yahoo. Over so Dalvin Cook. Jefferson over Cook, I think, is more common mm-hmm. in leagues where there's more PPR leagues, I think. They are back-to-back on Fantasy Pros ADP, and Jefferson is ahead of Cook in the top six. Top six on Fantasy Pros is Taylor 1, CMC 2, then Aukler, Aukler, Eckler, not Aukler, that was that, <laughs> Derek Henry 4th, and then the two receivers. Eston Aukler, star running Eston back. Eston Aukler. All right, so back to Let me ADP. interview him next time. I'd be great at it. And by the way, Heath is going to sprinkle in some tidbits on ESPN and Yahoo drafting. Heath, you want to guess my favorite ESPN value? Your favorite ESPN value? Um, I draft him at every Saquon league. Barkley. No, Cortland Sutton. He's um, going after Jerry Judy. Uh, he's like 48th overall Ooh. on Yahoo, and I think he's in the 50s on ESPN. All right, so let's That's go. juicy. 7 through 12, I know. Najee Harris, Josh Allen, which we would never do, Joe Mixon, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and Alvin Kamara. Jamie, it's Najee Harris, Josh Allen, Joe Mixon, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and Alvin Kamara. Love Kamara's value. I mean, uh, you know, as long as there's no suspension... He's going to be awesome. And, you know, I think we're going to look back and say we should have drafted him in the middle of the first round, maybe instead of the back end of the first round or the second round. Understandably why we did, you know, especially early in drafts. But I think if you're drafting this weekend, I would take him over all those running backs. Over who? Except Dalvin. You take him over Mixon and Najee? I would. Ooh, anyone else on that? Kamara over Mixon and Najee? I would take nope. him over Najee for sure. Um, and he's actually our – he's – actually um pick 19 18 or 19 on yahoo at rb11 
Schneier and I were talking last night, and I know you're going to hear it tomorrow, but I think it would be a good topic for you guys here. He asked me why I took Aaron Jones over Leonard Fournette in the draftathon draft. I couldn't come up with a good answer. Why isn't Leonard? Yeah, Fournette, there isn't one. Why isn't Leonard Fournette a first round pick after what he did last year? You can make the borderline case. guy. You can make the case in non PPR as a borderline guy. I think, and he catches the ball a decent PPR. amount too. Yeah, I think it's a PPR too. case. I think he's going to catch a ton of balls. There's too many other receivers that I think kind of get the nod ahead of him. I think oh, Devontae and Tyreek Hill should get the nod ahead of Fournette in full PPR. I thought for a second you meant receivers on the Bucks. Gotcha. Oh no, no, no. He's okay. he's the first Bucks player off the board. No, I thought you meant he would his pass catching role on the Bucks. No, I was but talking I gotcha. about fantasy. I gotcha. Yeah. All right. So that's round one. Round one has Josh Allen, who we're not taking until the third round, which means we're probably not getting Josh Allen in a lot of leagues. But so be it. Uh, Kelsey's the first pick of round two. We'll get to that in a second. But just to recap, round one. It's mostly running backs. There are those three wide receivers, Cooper Cup, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase, and Josh Allen. Let's get our next six picks here as we go into round two. Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes back-to-back. Every time a quarterback comes up, we're really just going to probably discuss where they are among quarterbacks instead of where they are you know, in the draft because it's just going to be too early for us. Kelsey, Mahomes, Nick Chubb, a guy that has much different value depending on the format. Devontae Adams, Stefan Diggs, and Aaron Jones. Heath, it's Kelsey, Mahomes, Chubb, Adams, Diggs, Aaron Jones. That's the first six picks of round two. Yeah, and the only two players that I'm really taking at their CBS ADP here are Kelsey and Aaron Jones. Um, I think this is way too, like even with a mix of non-PPR and half-PPR leagues, I think this is way too early for Nick Chubb. Um. I'm not taking him until round three in full PPR and late round. I wouldn't take him this high in non PPR. Um, really? Why not? Nick Chubb. I mean, maybe mid, I, I just I'm more concerned about how bad that offense is going to be for the first three months of the season. Okay. And you, but I thought you would take Adams and Diggs. You know, sixteen, seventeen. Um, just maybe just a couple of spots behind that. I don't have him quite that high. Um, this is more DJ Moore range. Okay, so you do like Kelsey and Jones. <laughs> you do have Kel- you do like Kelsey and Jones in this range. A lot of people are going to be taking Adams and Diggs here for sure. Mm-hmm. Chubb yep. will be a will be a wild card, and Mahomes will be just depending on how your league drafts quarterbacks. But I think Mahomes should not be the second quarterback off the board. It should be, and I, I think in a lot of home leagues you will see Mahomes as the second quarterback off the board. I would take Justin Herbert for sure. And if it's four points for a passing touchdown, I'll take Lamar Jackson over Mahomes. And I'll tell you one other thing. If JK if it comes out that J.K. Dobbins isn't going to be ready till like November, that's an easy call to take Lamar over Mahomes then. Is that a possibility? Because that would be very bad for for Adams teams. November? I'm just saying no, I'm not there's no report. I'm just saying that what if that happened? That's what it would take for Lamar to fully jump, maybe even sooner than November. But it sounds like he's going to be ready to go sooner than that. And once he's back to full strength, obviously that impacts Lamar's numbers a little bit. That's why I would still take Mahomes over Lamar in six point per passing touchdown leagues. I am not trying to speak it into existence. Don't, by don't the way, do it. I didn't that like J.K. That. Dobbins is going to be back that late. Heath, no, go ahead. I'm man. just, I'm just gonna, gonna say like I'm not as sure that the Ravens going more run heavy is bad for Lamar Jackson because the year that he won the MVP. Oh sure. 
they threw the ball like 400 times and ran it almost 600. Um, well, he I also had 36 touchdowns, and I yeah. don't think that's going to be replicated. I, I don't, passing touchdowns, passing touchdowns. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I hope it is, but I, I, I would still take Mahomes and Herbert over Lamar. But it's basically like I'm taking Lamar every time because he falls further, and they're almost tied in my projections. He has just as much upside as anybody. Yeah, and he was better in the second half of the 2020 season when they started running the ball a lot more and his pass attempts went down. So we have seen that correlation. Better fantasy production when he's thrown less, uh, which you know is kind of weird, but, but he's capable of, of succeeding in any type of environment. All right, second half of round two, Jamie. Let's take a look at the next six picks after Aaron Jones. It's Fournette. Debo Samuel, Justin Herbert, Saquon Barkley, DeAndre Swift, and James Conner. So it's still pretty running back heavy. You got Debo and Herbert in there, and the other four picks in the second half of round two are Fournette, Barkley, Swift, and Conner. What do you think? Too soon for Herbert and too soon for Debo. But you also have guys like Mark Andrews, CeeDee Lamb, Tyreek Hill that are falling into the third round in CBS ADP. And it's, I don't think that's going to be the case in PPR leagues. I think they're going to go ahead of the, the running backs, but um, I don't know. What do you make of it? Like if you had an early pick and you took a running back, who do you like better in the second round? Would you take Barkley or Fournette or Swift or Connor? Or would you take CD lamb or Tyree kill or whoever else you have Pittman, whatever it might be. Uh, I, I would take lamb. I would take Tyree kill. I would take Pittman all over Debo Samuel. Um, and I would certainly consider going running back, running back with those guys that are available. You know, if you tell me that uh, Barkley, Fournette, Diggs, Aaron Jones, all in the middle to the end of round two, um, I'm I'm excited about that. Yeah, you should hope you should hope that the, there are three quarterbacks in the first two rounds. It's going to really <laughs> yes. give you great options. That would help you out a lot. Yeah. Uh, we get into round three. Oh, by the way, where where are we on James Conner now? Like, like, just let's late sum round it up. two. Late round two. I'm still going to late round three for me. Okay. Javante Williams That's is the full PPR. first pick of round three. So it's Javante, Mark Andrews. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. I just have to promote a couple things. CBS Sports HQ. So the season is starting, and we've got six episodes a week of Fantasy Football Today on CBS Sports HQ, noon Eastern, Monday through Friday. It's one hour of awesome fantasy football talk. Watch it live. CBS Sports HQ. You can also watch it on demand. I know you can do that at least on Paramount Plus, and if not on the app, CBS Sports app. It's free to watch HQ, or you can watch it cbsportshq.com. So check it out. And also, not just for fantasy football, but for all sports coverage. It's 24-7 sports coverage. There's gambling content on there. Uh, really terrific, very professional stuff. You're going to love it. CBS Sports HQ. Watch it on the CBS Sports app. And we have a TikTok channel. I'm not really big. I don't really know much about the TikTok world, but... We're on TikTok now, so TikTok on the clock, as Kesha would say. Round three, Javante Williams, Mark Andrews, C.D. Lamb, Mike Evans, Tyreek Hill, and Lamar Jackson. Javante Williams, Mark Andrews, C.D. Lamb, Mike Evans, Tyreek Hill, and Lamar Jackson. Heath, the first six picks of round three. Yeah, this is, um, I don't know, like, I... I think you could make an argument for any of these three wide receivers in round two. I would obviously take Mark Andrews in round two. If something happens to Melvin Gordon, then Javante Williams matters in round two. But there's not any, like the only bad pick in this spot, we would say, is Lamar Jackson. 
And the truth is, in CBS ADP, I like Lamar Jackson's ADP the most of the top four quarterbacks. So, like, he's, this is a, he's only a, basically a round away from where I would take him. That's a great value compared to the other three guys. As we started the process of, of you know, really getting into the rankings, Chris Godwin, we didn't know what his status was. And Mike Evans had basically become a second-round pick. We see him here in ADP at 28th, so early in the third round. And that's ahead of Tyreek Hill. It's just behind CeeDee Lamb. It's ahead of A.J. Brown. It's ahead of Michael Pittman. It's way ahead of Michael Pittman and D.J. Moore and T. Higgins and Cortland Sutton and all that. Um, You know, what has changed that has moved Evans down for us? You know, we usually take him in the middle of the third round now rather than mid to late second round. Dave, what has changed for Evans? Godwin is obviously part of it, but also I feel like we as a group have gotten more excited about some other wide receivers and move them ahead of Evans. How do you see it? It's skewed younger. Michael Pittman has great upside, so I'd rank him ahead of Mike Evans. DJ Moore, I understand the case for DJ Moore ahead of Mike Evans, although I think Evans might score twice as many touchdowns as DJ Moore this year. And Mark Andrews, I think, kind of makes that list too. I think people have started to gravitate toward Andrews a, because of the Dobbins injury, and maybe that means the Ravens throw a little bit more. B, because they want to be covered at tight end, and they know that there's really only three tight ends that they can look at and say, all right, these are true difference makers, guys that are going to give me a huge edge, and Andrews is one of them. So people reach a little bit for Andrews, and I totally get that. I also think that Evan's stock went down because they signed Julio, because he had a hamstring injury, and I really think there's still this weird cloud over all the Bucks pass catchers because Tom Brady was absent for two weeks and no one knows why. I'm really comfortable with Tom Brady being back now. I thought he looked fine in their preseason game. I hear he looks great in practice. Evans is back now. He's fine. I don't think he's going to be particularly affected by Julio Jones. I think he's going to have a chance to play the majority of the year. I'm not worried about the, the hamstring slowing him down. I think he's a great pick in round three. I'm looking for him in round three every time. Okay. And the the big change for me was, I mean, it was the Godwin thing, but I was the reason I had him in round two is because I was projecting a, a, a uptick in targets because I thought Godwin was going to miss time at the beginning of the year. And each of the last two years, he's been outside the top 25 in wide receivers and catches. He was outside the top 20 in, amongst wide receivers and yards last year. So it's just like, I think you should feel a little bit nervous betting on his historic touchdown rate at a round two cost because that's that's the, really the only thing you're betting on. His his catches and yards make him look like a round five wide receiver. Is it possible, though, that his catches and yard, and targets go up? Uh, uh, we'll end it on this. We can't make this the Mike Evans show. That that without Antonio Brown, you know, that Julio Jones isn't as big of a factor as Antonio Brown, and we should expect more targets. for like, how, What is the possibility of that? I mean, is it a high possibility, a medium possibility, a low possibility? Targets go up because no Antonio Brown. I mean, you, you're not counting for Russell Gage also, you know, right. so, and it's not like just because Gronk is gone, they're not going to use their tight ends. They'll use a combination of Brayton and Rudolph. And so, you know, it's, it's still going to be a little bit tough for him to exceed his targets from where he was a year ago. I think he'll probably be similar, if not worse. And, you He's know, I, I think, oh, oops, sorry, Jim. No, I was gonna say the, the, the thing that uh, kind of stuck out to me is kind of the problem with Mike Evans. And it's, you know, why Tom Brady is as great as he is. Did you see it was covering Evans in the game against the Colts? 
Yep, Stephon Gilmore. Yep, Stephon Gilmore. Gonna He's always going to draw the toughest guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just the nature of how teams approach the Bucks. They they put their best guy on Mike Evans where he lines up. It's where it just you know what what tends to to be the problem. And I think that kind of speaks to where what Heath is talking about from a, a catches and yard standpoint, and why Mike Evans is still so good in the red zone because in the red zone it's a little bit tougher to defend like that. Uh, but in in you know the regular rest of the field, you can you can try and say I'm going to take Mike Evans away. Well, what did Brady do? Okay, there's Godwin, there's Gronk, there's Antonio Brown. You know, this year it'll be there's Jones, there's there's Gage, there's there's Rudolph, there's Bray. You know, so you know Evans will still be very very productive. I mean, you know, you can pencil him in for a thousand and and probably eight as a floor. It's a matter of will he get to twelve hundred and twelve? You know, and that's what you're hoping for. I think if you're taking round two, he's been top sixteen or better in PPR points per game five of the last six years, and obviously each of the last two with TB twelve there. Is it top sixteen? Top sixteen. Which so is, I think, and only one, and only one of those pick, years. Though. Yeah, I'll say that again. That's a floor, though, right? That's not a round two pick, though. That that is the floor, and there's been four of those years where he's been top eleven in PPR points per game. Thank you for making that point, so I could add that. Yeah, I, well, I'm sorry. I, I want to move on here because I think he and and Keenan Allen are the old dogs in this group, and you know it's going to be a decision. Do you want the guys who were hoping for their best season ever in Michael Pittman and DJ Moore and Cortland Sutton? I know nobody's taking Sutton there except for me, so I'll, I won't include him. But T. Higgins, A.J. Brown. Brown has been a top, I think, seven per game two years ago, uh, but he has trouble staying healthy. Or do you want the guys who do it every single year, but they're 29, 30 years old and Evans and Keenan Allen? So you can make that decision. Um, you know, they're kind of mixed in in the rankings with those guys. Second half of round three, A.J. Brown, Keenan Allen, Ezekiel Elliott. I keep I should mention this. Ezekiel Elliott is probably going to be terrible in week one, just like he was last year. So, right? I mean, like the Bucks are the best run defense in the world, and we'll see what happens to Zeke. So just keep that in mind. But A.J. Brown, Keenan Allen, Ezekiel Elliott, Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, and Kyle Pitts. So this is where we're going to stray from ADP, I think, probably quite a bit, Heath. A.J. Brown, Keenan Allen, Ezekiel Elliott, Josh Jacobs, David Montgomery, and Kyle Pitts. When we still have Higgins, Mike Williams, Michael Pittman, D.J. Moore, et cetera, um, all in the fourth round, uh, what do you make of this group here at the end of round three? This is where most of people's, um, a lot a lot of people's first bust comes from. It's either Ezekiel Elliott or Josh Jacobs or David Montgomery, depending on which of those backs that you dislike the most. Um, and I think probably for me, both Zeke and Jacobs fall into that bust range. I'm still a pretty big fan of David Montgomery in this range. I still think he's probably going to get 18 to 20 touches a game. Um, but like the, the Kyle Pitts and the AJ Brown and the Keenan Allen, that's, that's about right for those guys. In fact, AJ Brown should maybe go a little bit earlier. Okay. Um, so I think Zeke is the one that none of us would take in round three, right? No, uh, Jacob, none of us would take Jacobs either. Oh, Jacobs, would, Jacobs, would of course. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No. Say, I mean, Jacobs and Akers are really going to jump out at you, I think, in, in ADP, especially on other sites. I mean, I'm seeing Cam Akers is like a third or early fourth round pick on other sites. He's 48th on CBS. And we'll go right into round four here, 37th overall. I will say Jacobs is pick 51 on Yahoo, which I like a lot more. That's half people yeah. scoring, and it's a fifth round pick. So maybe, maybe you can draft Josh Jacobs on Yahoo. Okay, round four. And Heath, did, I, did we miss it? Do we have to call out any other Yahoo or ESPN good or bad values? No other at this values. Point? Not yet? Okay. Round four is awesome, I think, in terms of wide receiver, right? T. Higgins, Mike Williams, Michael Pittman. I, stop me if you disagree. You should not expect to be able to get Mike Pittman around, Michael Pittman around four. 
in a in anything that's a non PPR that's not a non PPR league. Just don't buy that he's a round four pick. It just depends who you're drafting with. You know, I yeah. mean, we we push up his value because we see the greatness in him, um, mo- mostly in PPR leagues. But I would not be surprised in you know a lot of ten team leagues if what we're talking about here non PPR he's in round four. Okay, he is round three, the thirty third overall on ESPN, and he is thirtieth overall on Yahoo, and he is forty. 40- second overall on CBS. I guess what I would say is don't go into your draft planning to get Mike Will- Mike Pittman, Michael Pittman in the fourth round. He could easily go early third. Uh, so it's Higgins, Mike Williams, Michael Pittman, J.K. Dobbins, too soon, right? 40th over 40th? Too soon. Yeah. Uh, Unless news changes. Like, he's in full pads, he's practicing with the team, gives a you know big thumbs up, then, then he belongs here, if not even... Uh, maybe I'm not, far, I'm not far from that in non PPR. Sure, yeah. Uh, and then Jalen Hurts and Tom Brady are the next two picks in the first half of round four. So, real quick on Dobbins, both Kenyon Drake and Mike Davis are barely rostered. I don't even think they're twenty percent rostered. Who would you guys take? You might have a week one starter there. Uh, who would you take, Mike Davis or Kenyon Drake? Drake. Drake, but. I don't feel good about it, and I hope that's not my week one starter. Yeah, if, what, if, if, if we find out Dobbins is out, I don't know if anybody outside of like a 14-team league is starting one of those guys, or at least should be. You know, hopefully you drafted a better team than that. Well, they're at the Jets in week one. They're seven-point favorites, so I could see it. <laughs> I could, yeah. Right, but it, it, it's, it's trying to figure out which one's going to be the better of the two. Is the well, guy who might be more talented in, De- in Drake, but doesn't right. know the team, or is it going to be the guy who they've been leaning on but obviously is you know proven to be flawed. So it, it's it's not going to be fun to try and figure out which is the better of the two if there is no Dobbins. And even with Dobbins, I mean, you know, it's hard to say Dobbins is going to get enough touches that he's going to matter. You know, it could just be, hey, he's ready to go. He's playing 12 snaps. All right, so the first half of round four is Higgins, Mike Williams, Michael Pittman, J.K. Dobbins, Jalen Hurts, Tom Brady. The second half of round four, we get another tight end. We get Brees Hall, then George Kittle, then Cam Akers, Kyler Murray, DJ Moore, and Travis mm. Etienne. <laughs> yeah, obviously DJ Moore would be great there. Uh, so it's Brees Hall, George Kittle, Cam Akers, Kyler Murray, DJ Moore, and Travis Etienne. And I would say I only see two two players here, Jamie, that you that I feel like you guys would take if they were available in the second half of round four, and that would be DJ Moore and Travis Etienne. What about Hall, Kittle, Akers, and Kyler? Uh, no more Hall for me there. Uh, not Kittle there. Not Akers there. Kyler obviously no as quarterback. So yeah, I, I think you're just looking at. I think Travis Etienne belongs in this range, if not a little bit higher um, in PPR, and uh, DJ Moore for sure. But it 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 is it is funny, you know, because like I did a ten team draft. I I was telling Heath this, and I had McCaffrey as a keeper. And DJ Moore kept falling and falling and falling. And I was like, okay, I, I don't want to, you know, trust two Panthers. But he was my third receiver at that point. I was like, it's a no-brainer. And this was, again, 10-team league. It was the second-last pick in round five. You know, so uh, of, of my longest-running league and very smart fantasy players, you know, for the most part. So I was, I was surprised why they were so out on DJ Moore. Now, granted, taking a lot of running backs because of how the draft went and how the keepers were. But it was it was a little surprising they fell that far. Can I tell you that 
in the four games last year where McCaffrey had at least 24 PPR points. DJ Moore had at least 15 PPR points in three of them. Can I tell you that the quarterback then was usually Sam Darnold? One time it was Cam. Can I tell you that people are, I, I think they're straying from DJ Moore because they think that Baker's bad for him. And they're not realizing that Baker's an upgrade and that he's been cooking with Baker. So I, I think DJ Moore, I, obviously in this spot, he's great. I don't like where Heath's got him ranked. I think Heath is a little off his rocker with DJ Moore, but I'm I'm on board with early <laughs> round three. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I would still take him then around two, to be honest with you. But I, I think it's just, it was a little surprising to see him fall that far. Speaking of off my rocker, I, I recognized yesterday I'd finished my 20th draft. Um, and so that, that counts. And I have DJ Moore on 11 of those 20 teams. Should <laughs> I stop it? drafting DJ Moore or should I just keep going? I no, you've, you, you are, it's too late now. I wonder if you're going to have more DJ Moore if I'm going to have more Michael Pittman. <laughs> that'll, be, that'll be fun. Uh, well, I did also, I mean, I don't know if you care about this, but in the five games that McCaffrey played and didn't leave with an injury, DJ Moore's target share dropped from 28.5% in all the other games to 25%. He, I don't think he had more than nine targets in any of those games except maybe one. Uh, he definitely was targeted less when McCaffrey was playing and did not leave with an injury. Uh, it was still a pretty good target share, but that yes. that happened. So just throwing that I've out I've only there. got him at 27%. All right, well, it wasn't quite that. It was 25% when McCaffrey did not get hurt uh, in the five games that he, that he fully played. All right, that's it for round four. Draft DJ Moore. Let's take a break. When we come back, round five and beyond, we'll go a little bit faster here to get you a bunch of names that you need to know about. Um, and uh, by the way, real quick before we take the break, Kyler Murray, QB7 behind Hertz and Brady. Do you like that? Yes. I, I have met six on my board. So, yes, I like it. Yeah, later he is better. I know. I like I'm sorry. Six. I mean, is that appropriately ranked? Do you have Hertz and Brady ahead of Kyler Murray? Hertz, yes. Brady, no. Uh, it goes Hurts, Murray, Brady for me. Yeah, Hurts, Brady, Murray for me. All right. We'll take a break. When we come back, we'll look at 49 through 60 in ADP and beyond. We'll be right back. Number 49, the draft ends here, Cortland Sutton. All right. That would be <laughs> terrific if you can if you have an early pick and you can take Cortland Sutton late in round four, early round five. He never makes it there in our drafts. We would all take him earlier. Darren Waller, Allen Robinson, another guy that never makes it to 51 in our drafts. Terry McLaurin. Damian Harris and Damian Pierce. That ADP keeps on rising. I think yesterday it was about 59. Now it's up to 54, basically. Uh, so it's Sutton, Waller, Robinson, Terry McLaurin, Damian Harris, Damian Pierce. And for sure, you guys are taking Pierce ahead of Harris, right? For oh, sure. Yeah. Yes. Um, P- Pierce comes in at pick 85 on ESPN and pick 96 on Yahoo. And I can tell you, I did a Yahoo draft two days ago and got him in round seven. So that's not something that's changing a lot right now. It's like finding gold bouillon on the That's street. a one quarterback league? Um, no, that was a super flex league. Oh, so a, that'll, that'll, that'll make a sense. A unique super flex league because there were still lots of quarterbacks left at that point. The quarterback scoring is kind of nerfed, as Adam would say. <laughs> I forgot about that. Nerfed. I don't even re- I don't even remember how that happened. Uh so Sutton Waller, Allen Robinson, Terry McLaurin, Damian Harris, Damian Pierce. Great value on the wide receivers. With Waller uh healed with a new agent. Do you guys like him in round five? Yeah. 
Love. Would you rather have Waller in round five or Schultz in round six? Waller. Waller. Might be close enough to to be, are you talking early round five versus late round six or late round five versus early round six? Yeah, okay. Fair enough. 12 picks, let's say they were 12 picks apart. Who would you rather have? I'll take Waller. All right. Uh, Second half of round five, Jalen Waddell. I'm just going to stop right there. Is this the right time to take Jalen Waddle? Nope. Ooh. Yep. End of round five, I'm fine with. Man, that's quite a fall for him. Still not. Okay, so Dave says yes, and Heath is kind of there, and Jamie says no. Uh, Jalen Waddle, Joe Burrow, Elijah Mitchell, Chris Godwin, DK Metcalf, and A.J. Dillon. That's round five, the last six picks. Jalen Waddle, Joe Burrow, Elijah Mitchell, Mitchell Godwin, Metcalf, and Dillon. Dave, we're definitely taking Dylan over Elijah Mitchell, right? No, I don't think that's a definite at all. I think that that's a close call. I think that's a decision that people are going to have to make. I was reminded this week of how many times multiple running backs finished top 20 on a per-game basis uh, in the same year. And it's rare. It doesn't happen that often. So I- I'm trying to cool it a little bit on A.J. Dillon. I, I would take him ahead of Elijah Mitchell. I think it's close. And I agree with this ADP. But I, I can no longer say that he's worth like an, like a top 50 pick. Um, and I was saying that before. I was referring to him as the, the gatekeeper to the dead zone. Um, I, I don't know if he's quite that, if I'm that strong on him anymore. These, yeah, these I, would, I would two, definitely take him that high. These are our two best uh, values yet. Um, Chris oh, Godwin sure. picked 93 in Yahoo leagues at the end of oh. round eight. Oh my goodness. And AJ Dillon picked 97, eight, nine turn in ESPN. Outstanding. Uh, are we, are we feeling better about Elijah Mitchell at this point to make him a round five pick? I'll say yes. Better and a lot of round five, to, no way. Uh, I've got him in the very beginning of round six. So I, I'm comfortable taking him promising myself that I'll take Jeff Wilson with my last pick. I, I've got him at the 5-6 turn in non-PPR, the 6-7 turn in full PPR. Okay. And this is a mix of everything. So I, who are some running backs that are going after Elijah Mitchell, Jamie, that you would take ahead of him since you're not comfortable with him in round five? Based on ADP? Yeah, well, it's like, like the well, next one. Why don't you show the list? Uh, we got Clyde. We've got uh, Schultz, single. Uh, not Schultz, sorry. Clyde Edmonds, Singletary, Miles Sanders, Antonio Gibson, Tony Pollard, Rashad Penny. Who would you take uh, ahead PPR, of? I would take Edmonds over him, and I would take uh, Gibson over him. Okay. All right. I would definitely take Edmonds and Gibson as well. Go to no. round six then. Starts with Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. Ooh. Yeah, going ahead of Russell Wilson. We don't like that. Rogers, Gabriel Davis, Brandon Cooks. Heath, who are you taking, Gabriel Davis or Brandon Cooks? <laughs> I only have them like 25 spots apart in my range. So it's very close. I have to flip a coin usually when it comes to that. But I will take Brandon Cooks, and everybody will say, Brandon Cooks doesn't have near as much upside as Gabe Davis. He, he certainly does. He's finished. He's top 20 basically every year. Has never finished higher than 12th per game in full PPR but he's finished around there many times. Last year, though, where was Brandon Cooks last year? I don't think he 24th. was... 24th. Oh, okay. I was going to say, I don't think 24th last year, 17th the year before that, uh, 71st in 20, 
19 and then 21st in 2018. Okay, so it's Rodgers, Gabriel Davis, Brandon Cooks, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Marquise Brown, and Deontay Johnson. What a fall for Deontay Johnson. Uh, yeah, his value steal. hasn't recovered yet. That's a steal. Round six. For I think Deontay. I think he's a three-four pick in full PPR. Well, I, I will I've, I've say he was, he was rising before the shoulder injury, and so the draft this week has sort of dropped him a little bit. Great. I think this is another one that's Dave's fault. Dave called him a bust for like two months this summer, and everybody's drafting him. Blame me. Blame Canada. Just go ahead and, and read our analysis in May, and then never look at fantasy football <laughs> content again. Go ahead. That, that strategy will work out great. No, he's looked good when he's played. He got hurt in the preseason game, but uh, Tomlin indicated that if, if it were a real game, he'd go back in. So I don't think the shoulder's a real serious thing. The offensive line sucks. Quarterbacks have managed around it so far, and um, I'm optimistic that his efficiency won't be as bad as it was with Roethlisberger the last year and a half. All right. So, I mean, I think what you're going to see in average draft position coming up, and I know I'm a bit of a broken record about this stuff, is wide receiver value. That's just really terrific. And I guess my question for you is, should fantasy managers think that this is legit, that they can really get uh, Deontay Johnson in round six? And I, the reason why I'm asking this, because I know, Heath, what you're going to say is we should pay attention to ADP, but this is a mix of all formats. So let's say you're in PPR. I mean, do you think you're getting Gabriel Davis, Brandon Cooks, Marquise Brown, Deontay Johnson, also Adam Thielen, Michael Thomas, Jerry Judy, all in round six? And then... no. Yeah, go ahead. Definitely not all in round six. Um, and you look at the variety of different sites, you'll see Deontay Johnson in round four some places. You'll see Brandon Cooks in round four some places. You'll see Jerry Judy in round five some places. I think you can feel pretty confident that one of these wide receivers in most PPR leagues that's done not with fantasy analysts will be there in round six. Maybe even two or three you'll get the choice of. But I would not think all of these wide receivers are going to be there. I would say that will almost never happen. And I'll tell you, I mean, I'm looking at Yahoo and ESPN ADP as well. And I think that based on all of the average draft position, you should feel very comfortable that there is going to be a wide receiver that you love in round six. Because on ESPN, it's Mooney, Godwin, Juju, Allen Robinson, Adam Thielen, Michael Thomas is in round seven. Uh, so Hunter Renfro's there as well if you like him. On Yahoo, it's... It's Juju, Jerry Judy, Gabriel Davis, Brandon Cooks, Amonra St. Brown. They're all in round six. Michael Thomas is around seven. So Adam Thielen is around seven. Marquise Brown is almost round eight. Um, so, I, and Rashad Bateman is round eight. So I'm going to say round six, round seven, you're probably going to have wide receivers that, if you just look at our mock drafts when it's just the CBS crew doing it, they never really make it that far. Maybe one or two stragglers. But that's where I'm usually taking like Alan Lazard and Christian Kirk. But in in a league that's you know that's more common, it could be a much better wide receiver than than that. It could it could be uh, Gabriel Davis, Mike, uh, Michael Thomas, Jerry Judy, guys that we have ranked higher. So mm-hmm. in other words, long spiel there. Round six, round seven, maybe even round eight. Wide receiver value is going to be very good, and and you should probably feel comfortable with that. And these are all twelve team leagues, by the way, if I haven't made that clear. The the rounds that I'm using. All right, round seven. Let's go to round seven, uh, which would be pick 73 to 84. And we've got 
Oh, I'm sorry. I never read the end of round six. The last six picks of round six are Dalton Schultz, Adam Thielen, Michael Thomas, Russell Wilson, Jerry Judy, and Matthew Stafford. There's another receiver value. Two, actually. Uh, Thomas, going at the end of round six, I think he's worth a round four pick. Looks like he'll be ready to go to start the season. Judy is around too late here. This is the end of round six. He should yep. be closer to the end of round five. Has has Michael Thomas practiced this week? No, he hasn't practiced in maybe a couple weeks. But I, it, it appears he's on track to play. Well, so that's what that's the part I'm struggling with. Like, why do we think that if he's unable to practice? I believe I, I saw. A I saw a report. I saw a report when I drafted him yesterday in our Superflex League. The latest update on him is that he's expected to be ready for week one. So they think he's going yeah, to practice next wrong. week. That's the athletic mm-hmm. report you're talking about from like a week ago, right? Yes. No, uh, this is a tweet from Jeff Duncan yesterday. Hearing positive news on the Michael Thomas front for the Saints. We'll be surprised if he's not in the starting lineup versus the Falcons in week one. Thomas has been sidelined by a hamstring injury. We're we're seeing a lot of players with hamstring injuries not practice. And I think the whole idea is to just let it rest. They know what they're doing. And they'll all be full go for I would like. Sunday really very much like a list of those guys and for us to see how they do the first month of the season. Okay. Well, Thomas is on that list. Jalen Waddle, I believe it's a hamstring for him. But Heath, even if, even if, you know, you still think it's a, you still think it's a good discount though, right? Into round six for Michael Thomas. What I'm trying to decide today um, and I updated my rankings last night and pretty much every night now, but I'm, I'm really struggling with the Michael Thomas, Jalen Waddle combo that I have in the mid twenties at wide receiver in round five and the guys I have right behind them, which includes Adam Thielen. Um, I, I'm actually, I, and Jerry Judy and DK Metcalf and Marquise Brown. Like I kind of want to move those guys ahead of these guys that are not currently healthy enough to practice a week before their first game. Okay, well, look, I think it's pretty uh, defensible, and a lot of people are doing it based on ADP. Uh, let's go on to round seven. Round seven is Devin Singletary, Dallas Goddard, Dak Prescott. The this uh, Jamie, I think you call this your favorite pick in the draft, actually. The Bills DST in mm. round God, seven. Man, I've never been happy. <laughs> uh, Cordaro Patterson and Miles Sanders. This is a straight-up barf group of six. Not all of them. I mean, Goddard... Goddard's good, but Singletary, Goddard, Prescott, Bills, Cordaro Patterson, and Miles Sanders. Overall, pretty barfy. Jamie, what's your take? Who's a good value here? What do you say, list again? Singletary, Goddard, Prescott, Bills, DST, Cordaro Patterson, Miles Sanders. Goddard is a good value there. I mean, you know, Sanders is not horrible. You know, just when you start to look at the running back value that's coming off the board, same thing with Singletary. You know, both those guys are, are okay. Um, but you just kind of know what you're getting. You know, you're potentially getting a lot of empty carries if if they're not going to be, you know, giving the 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 goal line opportunities that we love and and the receptions that we love. You know, it just could be trap backs and and that's ugly. Um, but Goddard, I think, has he's top five upside at 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 tight end. the the next The next part of this round though is is got some ridiculous value. Yeah. All right. Let's do it. So the last half of round seven, picks seventy nine through eighty four, are. Juju Smith-Schuster, Antonio Gibson, Alan Lazard, Tony Pollard, Rashad Penny, and Rashad Bateman. Uh, and, and then Gibson's going to jump 20 spots by Monday. He's still got a down arrow next to him. I don't know what to make of that. 
Juju, Gibson, Lazard, Pollard, Penny, Bateman, all in the second half of round seven. Is there any bad value there? No. I mean, I'll tell you, Gibson's a bad value. But it's, I, it, I feel like I'm nitpicking it if I'm saying that it's a bad value at the end of round seven. I do like other players better. I, I think I have every player besides Dallas Goddard in the first half ranked lower than we're being drafted. And every player in the second half of this round ranked higher than where they're being drafted. Yes. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Uh, so the end round, eight. I think round eight is going to be kind of similar. Uh, you know, good values here. Round eight is Kareem Hunt, Chase Edmonds, Dawson Knox. Who we, that's too early for us. And he's moving way up. He's up 12 spots. Uh, Hunt, Edmonds, Knox, Darnell Mooney. Devontae Smith and TJ Hawkinson. That's the first six picks. One more time. Kareem Hunt, Chase Edmonds, Dawson Knox, Darnell Mooney, Devontae Smith, TJ Hawkinson. Dave, what do you like this, Mooney, this range? What a steal. If you're getting Darnell Mooney at basically 90th overall, uh, I think he's worth it around 60th overall. I think he's still going to have a very nice target share in Chicago. Encouraged by how Justin Fields threw in the last preseason game. Should be the number one guy there. Uh, is Edmonds in this group? Yep. Yeah, he should be higher too, especially in full PPR. He's got a chance at a career year. I've talked about this. Jamie's talked about it even more. Where I, I, I mean, I, I think he can get to a thousand total yards and six touchdowns, and I think he can get sixty catches on top of it. I wonder if Jamie and Heath are even more bullish on Edmonds than that. But I'm, I'm good taking Chase Edmonds at least. 20 spots higher than where he is in this ADP. I think the thing for Edmonds, uh, I agree on the reception total in that range. I don't know if we'll get quite there. What was the range? Yeah. What was the range? I said 60. His career high, I think, is 53. <laughs> okay, Jamie, what were you saying? Uh, and I do think the total yards is, is within range if Mostert is healthy. If Mostert is hurt and misses time, then I think he could be maybe north of 1,200 total yards, you know, because of what he should be able to do carrying the ball. You know, I, th- my biggest concern with Edmonds is how much is Mostert just going to take, you know, the the first and second down work for the majority of the time that he's healthy. Now Mostert's 29 and, excuse me, he's 30 and hasn't been healthy ever. So that's the, the gamble you're taking with him. Okay. A couple of values from the last couple of slides. Um, Chase Edmonds is actually picked 98 in round nine on ESPN. Mm-hmm. And um, at pick 106 on Yahoo, we have Alan Lazard. Oh, all right. Okay, so I guess I got to get, I got to be a more Yahoo draft. You said, you get said that Yahoo, ADP right? Up. Yahoo for Alan well, Lazard. Have any of you drafted on Yahoo yet? I am on Saturday. All right, so I had my first draft um, on Yahoo on Tuesday. And I got three of the guys that we've already talked about. I took Godwin, I took Thomas. And I took Lazard. And nice. this is a super flex league where I my first four picks were not receiver. So I started with Kyler Murray, Travis Kelsey, Aaron Jones, and Justin Fields. Kind of knowing that I could see those guys maybe a little bit later, right. not maybe all three of them. But my three my four my top four receivers are I went Marquise Brown first, then Godwin, then Thomas, then Alan Lazard. And I feel really good. And, and Damian Pierce is my second running back. I feel really good about that roster. It's, I drafted a similar team yesterday in our Superflex League with Michael Thomas and Chris Goblin as my top two receivers. I don't have Marquise Brown there. This was on CBS, obviously, with all of you. But 
do you worry about that combo? <laughs> then I drafted J.K. Dobbins. It's like, how much risk is too much risk? Do you well, just, I, just I mean, Thomas and Godwin? Like, we love their individual values, but what about both of them? Yeah, no, I, I, again, it's you know, are you drafting for week one and week two, or are you drafting for the season? You know, and I think that's kind of how you have to approach when you take some of these guys when you draft, you know, Brees Hall when you draft, um, you know, AJ Dillon. You know, anybody that that has a potential hiccup to start the season until you kind of see it unfold. I got a question on a radio show this morning. Um, week one, who would you rather start? A.J. Dillon, J.K. Dobbins, Adam Thielen, or Adam Lazard? And I said the two receivers. You know, it just feels like those two are just much safer right now than, than the two running backs, knowing what they're, what they're dealing with. And so, you know, I, I think it's just a matter of how you approach it. Like, I, I may struggle week one because Thomas and Godwin aren't 100% or even playing. But I know that if they're right, and I'm trying to win the league, I'm not trying to finish second or third, if they're right, those are two top 10 caliber receivers, along with the quarterbacks I have, the number one tight end, and, and a group of running backs that I feel pretty comfortable with. So we'll see. I'm going to finish up here round eight. We did Kareem Hunt, Chase Edmonds, Dawson Knox, Mooney, Devontae Smith, and TJ Hawkinson. How about Melvin Gordon, Derek Carr, Amari Cooper, Amonra St. Brown, much lower than I expected, Zach Ertz, and Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, so it's Melvin Gordon, Derek Carr, Amari Cooper, Amonra St. Brown, Zach Ertz, and Ramondre Stevenson. Stevenson going several rounds after Damian Harris. Damian Harris was round five. Stevenson is the last pick of round eight. So, um, Heath, any thoughts on Gordon, Carr, Cooper, St. Brown, Ertz, Stevenson? I like most of these values, except for the quarterback and the tight end. Um, I This is not later or a lot later than I would take Melvin, but I'm happy to take Melvin Gordon in this range. And I end up drafting him a lot because he goes even later than this. Um, I don't think there should be any separation really between Damian Harris and Ramondre Stevenson. I hope this Hawkinson ADP, by the way, I know he was in the last group, but I'm just looking on ESPN and Yahoo and he's a top 70 pick. Whereas uh, Hawkinson is 90th on CBS. So that, that would be, really I've nice seen him guy. fall past a hundredth yeah. and I've taken him when I already had a tight end. Right. Couldn't That's resist. Right. All right, let's go to round nine. It is Cousins, Lance, Justin Tucker, Elijah Moore, <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins, and the 49ers. Um, I, you know what? Instead of going round by round here, I don't think we should necessarily focus on the quarterbacks. You all know how at this point how we feel about Trey Lance. If you're, yep, this is the spot for him. Yeah, but if you're aggressive on Trey Lance, then you know you you probably you need to draft another guy. Um, and you might even go earlier than this. Like I, I, I had always gone earlier than this on Lance to ensure that I got him, and then yes, I would follow up should. with Cousins or something, or with Carr, or with Stafford. But we have like Elijah Moore, a hundredth, DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk is still here, Hunter Renfro, Brandon Ayuk. Um, could these guys be obviously not Hopkins, but could these guys be your number three wide receiver? You know, we'll start with St. Brown at ninety fifth. And then Elijah Moore, Christian Kirk, Hunter Renfro, Brandon Ayuk. Are these number three receivers, Dave? Scoring matters, but yeah, they absolutely can be. Um, I Kirk is criminally low here, 104th overall. Uh, I've got him closer to 75. I think uh, that's in full PPR. I think he's going to get a lot of targets and a lot of catches in Jacksonville. They didn't give him... So much money that it reshaped the wide receiver landscape for contracts in the NFL to just, you know, throw to him four times a game. They love his speed. 
And they're probably going to be passing quite a bit in Jacksonville. We've been talking about that, too. All right, Heath, I think I'm just going to give you some names that are not quarterbacks, kickers, and DSTs Okay, that are coming off the board. You got Gasicki, 108th overall. Too Yuck. early, right? Yeah, no. Gross. Ken Walker, though. Uh, Ken Walker... Um, James Ro- Ken Walker, James Robinson, James Cook, Brian Robinson. Not a bad group after pick 100. Ken Walker, James Robinson, James Cook, Brian Robinson. Yeah, I think the only one I have ranked in my top 100 is James Robinson, and he's at 98th. Um, but there's there's plenty of upside in this group. This is the point where you look at your running backs and you like your starters, and so you're just looking for upside to put on the bench that you hope could pan out at some point in the season. Or you just skew from ADP and take a guy that should be in this range, and that's Naeem Hines. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then we've got George Pickens and Drake London. So we've got some rookie-wide. We haven't had a rookie-wide receiver yet, have we? No. All right. So how many rookie-wide receivers are you guys taking in the top 100? None of them are going in the top 115 in CBS Sports ADP. London and Pickens are the first ones off the board just Inside the top 120, Jamie, how many? London t- is such a steal. My God. What about? Do you like him better than Pickens still? Yes. So, it's funny. I you asked how many in the top 100. I have London at pick 81. Um, don't usually take him until round eight. But then pick 100, I have Dotson. 101, I have Pickens. 103, I have Burks. 104, I have Wilson. <laughs> 109, I have Tolbert. <laughs> like that. That round nine, round ten range is where I love all the rookie wide receivers. Okay. All right. So get get some. And then Dave, I don't know, we could just finish off any more great values. Tyler Algier, Kenneth Gainwell, Daryl Henderson, um, Traylon Burks way down there. Michael Carter, mm-hmm. all the handcuffs. But there's there's some pretty pretty solid. Where's Khalil guys. Herbert? Late. Hundred and fifty. Near White's a steal. Yeah. Yeah. White's a steal. Both Whites, Jameer and Rashad. Khalil Herbert is one of my favorites. You and said Daryl Henderson. Get him at 150. I said Daryl Henderson, yeah. Yep. There's also yep. Kadarius Tony, Michael Gallup, um, Marquez Valdez Scantling, Julio Jones, Chase Claypool. One of my favorite guys has no ADP data. Who's that? Josh Palmer. Josh Palmer, yeah. He goes mega late. You know what? Just Refer to the sleepers stories. Isaiah Pacheco is also in here. Would you guys rather have Isaiah Pacheco or Daryl Henderson? Henderson. Henderson. Pacheco or Alexander Madison? Madison. Madison. It's still Madison. Yeah. Pacheco or I would Tyler? take Zemir White over Madison. I'd take Mostert over Pacheco. All right. How do you guys feel about Tyler Algier and some of the names we just mentioned? Same mix. Be patient. The, the good value patient. Yeah, the thing that I really like more about Algier, I've got him ahead of most of these guys, is that I do think he has the the clearest path to just take 15 touches a game without an injury. All right. That will do it for our ADP review. Good luck, everybody. We do have some more draft tips for you on the Saturday episode that's already been recorded. And plus a lot of your emails, Fantasy Cops, fun show that I did with Dan. Talk some TV. Um, We were asked for our top two football movies, so you'll get that. And uh, that's it. On Monday, we have a normal show. Enjoy Labor Day. I uh, hope I can catch up on House of the Dragon. That's my big goal. Go kick some ass in your fantasy football. Still only one. 
you you've uh, you're all caught up. You got the, both of them. Yes, I'm caught up on the two. On the two. Good for you. Good for you. I'm gonna I'm gonna binge watch one episode tonight and then uh, one more on Sunday. Hopefully. What did you think of the? I won't say what it was, but the scene in in season one in episode one. The scene in episode one. Gut wrenching. You had to turn your head. Scene. I swear. I'll talk about out there. I swear. Okay. I don't even. I don't even remember. Um, all right. We'll be we'll be back on Monday, everybody. Uh, actually, sorry. Mailbag on Saturday, then we'll be back on Monday. Have a great weekend. Bye.